Welcome back for another episode of 201 at 2 a.m. We're going to start this one out a little bit different with uh, some music from the Suicide Boys. Go ahead and take a peep at the shit. Actually, off uh, the new album titled I Want to Die in New Orleans. Fucking pretty legit new shit trap mumble. A lot of people have a dislike for this music, but honestly, if you can't get down with some Suicide Boys, if you can't listen to the song rapping about fucking Charizard in 2018, you're taking yourself a little bit too seriously, man. Step it down a peg. Uh, welcome back for another lovely episode. Rolling solo tonight. I think we'll probably have a couple of these. It's not easy to get uh, people to stop by. I think any modern man can attest that uh, a lot of people want to be your friend, but when it comes to showing up, that takes a whole other type of person. But uh, you always have yourself to rely on. I think that's a message that's come across pretty clear in some of these interviews. So I think you guys won't have a pretty <clears throat> any kind of issue listening to me ever on for about an hour or so. Um, picture that was posted earlier today was from the lovely Joysticks Arcade located downtown across the street. Uh, it's actually right behind Minute Maid. Um, I don't know the exact cross street, but I do know that twice a year, twice a month, every first Friday and last Friday of the month, they have uh, the arcade open. About 100 different um, pinball machines, all kinds of uh, arcade machines. Basically anything from your childhood to nowadays virtual putt put the fucking uh there's a really legit like sonic basketball game down there anybody that's familiar with it uh old style chain it makes that fucking sweet ass swish when you sink a bucket i think the top score is like four or five right now um basically anything that you want to play it's a legit date spot there's ski ball there's uh rampage legit street fighter 2 there's people down there playing some fucking games they got some good drinks some good food fucking foreign policy amazing food truck uh spent some down uh some time there last night with my buddy kenneth it was great to uh get back down into the city hadn't been out in a couple weeks that's always been a good spot uh i mean if i still had a girlfriend that's where i would take her on to that for sure uh if you definitely uh if you've been downtown too you should know about fucking dirt bar i had to convince him to uh, take a little trip by dirt bar is the uh, legacy establishment across the street from house of blues if there's any fucking metal band uh, rap band, anybody you've seen at House of Blues, if you want to drink with them, that's the fucking spot. Another lovely establishment in addition to uh, Joysticks. Oh man, it's been uh, it's been so long. Uh, I was talking to uh, a couple friends about Rock 101 and what uh, what it was like back in in my uh, childhood days of Houston when you had um, Walton and Johnson. You had not just uh, two or three like classic rock stations, but you had like radio personalities. Like the city had personality. Now we're just assigned. I mean. Uh, we have a bad rap already, don't get me wrong. I've been to a couple different shows, don't want to mention names, but the Warehouse Live reunion show of Godspeed You Black Emperor, a band I thought I would never see live, a band I got fucking dumped at, actually. Different story for a different show. 
Uh, I got to listen to a couple different assholes talk through the whole different set, so that was lovely. That's a great reminder why people don't come to Houston. I used to, um, back in a different life, I was the street team leader for the Nucks uh, before and after they were part of Interscope. They are a, uh, another great fucking hip-hop team from Louisiana. I, I went on them for a brief tour kind of around Houston. It was a house party tour. Those are some wild days, man. Uh, a couple different places in Louisiana, Louisiana, too. Some fucking two-lane house parties. Fucking 5 a.m., dude. Knocking both cars off the car you're driving. Fucking... <laughs> That's something uh, you can't really brag about, though. No one likes to hear drunk driving stories. <laughs> That's a lot like uh, sex. It's a put up or shut up kind of sport. Uh, <laughs> fucking, um, oh man, it's so great to be back in the city. What a great fucking uh, week too. A lot of uh, negative energy, a lot of rain. I think a lot of people have Harvey Fresh in their mind in those kind of storms. And that fucking, uh, that crazy full moon. Oh man. Uh, today we spent some time, uh, I went down to Hobby Store. Uh, make that Hobby Town actually located at 2392 South Texas 6. Um, they have a fucking fantastic selection of uh, Gundam toys. If you're not familiar with Gundam, that is a, uh, an anime that started in 1979. Going on for a couple decades. Uh, if you're familiar with it, it's most likely through the Toonami series and the Nineham Gundam Wing. A lot of the games and a lot of the models were stuff were brought over here after that to kind of retrofit it. That was actually one of the first fucking uh, legit like Christmas presents I got. It was when I was a. Uh, it's my first anime. We'll go ahead and call it that. My first anime. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> it was great to go down there with Kenneth and get some uh, some some model tips and uh, a lot of information from a pro. There's guys down there that actually get paid to put together their Japanese toys. Which uh, is, is, I mean, in Japan, that's a fully functioning job. That's nothing to scoff at. In, uh, in America, that is a very hard thing to pull off. That's being like an expert bonsai grower, basically. That's such a niche market here. <clears throat> but it's, uh, there's fantastic corners of the city. If you were to follow up on, let's say if you did have a girlfriend and you took her on a fantastic nerdy date to uh, Joysticks, that'd be a perfect follow-up spot for the next day, I'd say. Um, and there's definitely like a bubble tea spot nearby. But fucking, uh, man, what a week. I think I'm uh, moving more towards going back downtown more often. I know that uh, my old karaoke spot, PJ's over on West Gray, has started doing a uh, uh, live mic, open mic on Monday. Basically, you can show up in any, there's no kind of prerequisite. It's uh, the kid keep it fast and loose with the jokes. Um, it seems like a good place to go up to try out some material. Let me know in the comments what you guys think, if you think I have a good shot at it. Um, I mean, uh, comedy is just something that's always come natural to me. Like, uh, for instance, what's the difference between shitting your pants for the first time and turning 30? Uh, who cares? If you do them both right in the same night, you won't remember either one. You know? Comedy has come naturally to me. I think uh, a lot of comedy is rooted into the same thing uh, shamanism is. That comes from depression. That comes from the brutal reality. It comes from understanding truth. That's, uh, that's always the hint of comedy, isn't it? You need that that little bit of truth. That's what makes something really funny when you can uh, scrape off the top of that truth and then put your own shit on top of it. Kind of like a shit sandwich, I guess. But in a, a very nice metaphorical and comedic way that you can eat that sandwich and you know not throw it up, obviously. Um, if you believe in the Myers-Briggs, I guess you would uh, call it that astrology for stupid people or numerology for people that can't do math. Um, According to that, I am a ENTP, 
that basically means a uh, asshole who likes to argue for fun. But speaking of numerology, I've been having some, uh, my grandma's been having some issues with arthritis. I don't really have a lot of um, experiencing using numerology firsthand and applying applications, but uh, our wrist has gotten so bad that today uh, took a reading kind of, so I, I'd already given her some Baltic Amber, which if you know anybody with arthritis makes a great gift. Um, anything, you'd have to certify it's Baltic Amber because only certain trees from that region produce the sap. It produces like a uh, silic acid, which is great for fucking arthritis. Um, I gave her a, a couple bead uh, bracelets, which have helped the one hand. The one that's really swollen though needs some kind of like, uh, some kind of sa uh, salve or something. I've read a lot about Datura. I have a lot of experience with Datura. Um, basically anybody that has a three in their chart or a strong association with Mars has a big, uh, a big beneficial nature towards Datura, which she happens to have. Um, but I do know that with a lot of arthritis medication, it tends to depress the heart. So you kind of have to be careful. Um, if you ever know anybody that is experimenting with Datura and they get taken to the hospital, make sure they're not applied any kind of additional anesthetic or anything. That sounds harsh, but it makes a difference between saving someone's life and losing them. Um, and I've been trying to uh, approach to her the, uh, the difference between Western and Eastern medicine in general um, on the principle that Western medicine is very specialized, focusing on building the, uh, the quadriving approach where only the uh, practical arts are used in diagnosing an issue, where years of schooling and thousands of dollars in learning a specialized language and using specialized tools that only separate common man from his knowledge source um, to diagnose specialized areas. Basically someone that spent hundreds of thousand dollars in eight years of their life to learn on, to learn how to work on basically like an inch of your life. And when I say an inch, I mean someone that studies just to be an eye doctor. They're only familiar with cutting this, you know, few centimeter, few centimeter each in your eye, inch in your eye. Same thing with a heart surgeon or brain surgeon. They're familiar with doing very specialized roles and very specialized organs and very specialized locations. Um, Eastern medicine is more of a general approach. It's more of a communal approach. A lot of Eastern medicine relies on um, something that science is just starting to scope or starting to, to breach. I know that Vice had an article this week regarding um, prime numbers. Basically, if you don't know, um, there's prime numbers and there are patterns in the universe, and essentially there's a correlation between them. Um, it looks like uh, it was published on Motherboard on September 14th. Researchers discover a pattern to seemingly random distribution of prime numbers. Prime numbers have a, uh, a surprisingly similarity to one in the atom distribution in, crystal in crystals. Basically what this article is saying that a uh, prime number distribution has a similar um, pattern to it that is uh, very widespread and hard to read if you don't know what you're looking for. But in terms of uh, what they're talking about is basically um, how they test for the atomic weight and the atomic um, variance of uh, matter by shooting x-rays or crystals made up of that matter and then reading um, the diffracted rays on the screen. Basically uh, certain crystals, especially like things quartz, salt, not necessarily um, rare gems, but even just any kind of mineral. Um, shooting a uh, X-ray at it will not create like a uh, a random output on the sheet or, or anything you can really use to determine the atomic weight. What it's going to do is it's going to create like a, a very weird widespread pattern. This is a fantastic article to look through. I'll, I'll put a link in the uh, description. Um, basically, it's showing you the. Uh, Apidoric order, the study of non-repeating patterns. And a non-repeating pattern is, is a, a large-scale pattern that doesn't seem to be a pattern on the surface, but when studied in depth, it creates um, 
an underlying, basically a tempo for the universe. And this is the type of thing that basically Nikola Tesla was on. Uh, anybody you know that's familiar with um, crystals, my, my biggest experience when it was when I was out, funny enough, trying to be a DJ out in Arizona with those uh, Sedona crystal crunchers. Everybody collects those fucking rocks. I mean, if you if you fucked a white girl any time in the past five years, you know somebody that's got some, some rose quartz on their dresser. Fucking, um, man, that was a good burn. But they're discovering the, the patterns of the universe. The basically, prime numbers are the underlying factors of the universe. But when you consider that um, numbers are colors as well, and uh, letters are numbers too, you start to kind of understand what uh, ancient civilizations and ancient people were using in order to um, study aspects of life that normally don't seem related. Let's say you have a, a plant that has lots of thorns on it. Um, maybe the leaves have six points or even less. I think it's three for Mars. Basically, uh, there's certain numbers and there's certain patterns in nature that correlate with the gods. Think of gods as like uh, universal crystals that when uh, the beam, instead of an x-ray, you're firing reality at it. And through that crystal, it projects into reality certain things. Certain items benefit certain gods. Um, if you have Apollo in your chart, amber is real good for you. So is wine. Um, so is honey. Both uh, is really strongly associated with writing and wisdom, obviously. Also, you know, magic and esotericism and the uh, cold schools. I have a lot of thought in my chart, actually. But you'd be surprised what you can use and what knowing is in your favor also kind of gives you that duality. When you know what works for you, you can also know what works against you. And it's a similar philosophy. Basically, you can use that principle against anybody. But uh, <laughs> numerology is uh, frowned upon by a lot of established Western schools and philosophies. And I believe when you take that, um, that Galenic approach to life, Galen was the philosophy that came before Hippocrates. So there's two schools of medicine. There's the Hippocratic school and then there's the Galenic school. Uh, Galen's school of philosophy that utilizes the... Um, the doctrine of signatures gives you that ability to really work with nature, which is uh, what a lot a lot of people understand the phrase working with nature, but they don't understand it's something as simple as uh, knowing numbers and what to look for and being familiar with the gods, basically, which is what uh, which is what all of our ancestors did. And I think uh, when you live with that type of philosophy, too, you understand that uh, even the gods are flawed. Basically, a god can only protect you. If you're following, you know, what it put what it put in this earth for you. So if you know the right type of tree, the right type of color, the right type of animal, you know how to to, um, to keep yourself essentially safe. And by not following that is when you put yourself in the highest risk. And humans understood that. They understood that you weren't always uh, protected by God, that you had to uh, live kind of uh, in balance with it and with nature. Um, but that's, a, uh, that's not my philosophy. It's a pretty well-established one. Don't look into the uh, Georgia Guidestones at all if you uh, are frightened by that type of thing. A lot of people think when you watch these Marvel movies that that Thanos philosophy, you know, snapping your fingers and killing half the universe. It's not an original thought, and it's not that far from the truth from what they want. It was a great day, though. It was good to, uh, to get out of the house and see some friends for a while. Uh, we actually got to see another UFO. Fucking uh, not like I'd seen before. Unfortunately, I did not have my phone with me, but... um. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I'm kind of considering maybe starting to go fund me. I know that seems ahead of its time, but I do have a goal in mind. I really want to just start 
maybe like a, a temporary Patreon just so I could invest in like a drone to get a better picture of maybe what these things are in the backyard. Um, but I definitely know I'm not going crazy. I saw it with Kenneth. Hopefully I can get him on the show next week sometime. Maybe he can get in here and tell his side of the story. But uh, yeah, what a fucking good day. I think it's going to be a good year too. We're heading into the first weekend of Ren Faire. Texas Ren Faire is the second largest in the country. If you don't know something else about Houston that's a little fucking bigger. Um, I think we're considering maybe spending Josh's birthday out there. We're talking like a six-person tent, maybe a cookout. That's always a good experience to um, find some power plants, see some titties. Uh, that's one of the only... Well, I won't say one of the only places. If you remember with Last Concert Cafe, there's a big spillover between those communities. But it's a great time to go to a uh, drum circle. Um, they have, I'm big friends with the uh, people that run Call of Booty. That is the uh, Naked Jenga. <laughs> no cameras allowed there. Just kind of like here. Um, oh, man, what a fucking good time. I've spent a lot of years out there. It's a big part of, uh, I think, a lot of people's childhoods. If you're any kind of, like, anime geek, any kind of outcast, any kind of Gundam fan shit, you should be spending time out there. That's your people. It's going to be a good week. Um, oh, man, I'm so excited. Loving this fucking weather, too. How great is it to have uh, the planets with more than one or two of them out of the same side of the sun after that intense fucking September? It feels so good to have some finally, like, some 70-degree days, some nice rain that's not hurricane-based. Oh, but, man, the weather's been fucking insane. It's a constant balance at the house, trying to decide if you should spend uh, $400 on hurricane insurance or $400 to stop the leaking AC in the attic. Fuck, dude. It's like, it's condensation city. But that's one thing um, I'll never understand. They always give you shit about that in Phoenix, telling you that uh, it's dry heat. Don't be so upset. At least in Houston, you know, when you're struggling to breathe, you're getting a drink with that shit. You're not just fucking struggling for air, feeling like you're in a fucking oven. I was talking to, uh, speaking of Rock 101 and Kenneth, I was talking to him earlier about this fucking shirt. He's got one of those throwback shirts from uh, the old Walton and Johnson days with the little red radio. I've only seen one of those stickers before, but he has one of like the legit shirts, even with the fucking like uh, dad stains with the paint and the fucking beer for making like beer battered chicken. That shit's gotta be worth like $100. It's a fucking swang, dude. Um, if you follow my uh, Instagram or Facebook at all, you should also know fucking uh, Oscar. He's my buddy over at Heavy Metal Racket. Fucking, oh man. Homie knows what's up. Uh, he's fucking, uh, he's doing some good shit, man. Uh, I was talking to Kenneth about that too, kind of copying that work. Um, we were thinking about making like a, uh, an Astros Gundam. Like a, uh, yeah, not a Texan, Texans is a sore subject. Maybe like a uh, Oiler Zaku, yeah. Or a fucking, uh, like a Dynamo Ball. <laughs> Man, it's crazy the stuff we do when we're alone. Anything from, um, you know, pleasure, uh, doing a little pleasure on yourself, maybe. Fucking, um, you know, just enjoying some time on the old YouTube. Fucking uh, recording yourself in a room. You'd be, uh, you'd be surprised what you do with isolation. Um, I think it's kind of funny. I think isolation starts out at first as loneliness because people, uh, they get a lot of hooks dug up into others. A lot of uh, a lot of boyfriends and a lot of girlfriends, if you have that shared past with somebody, it gives you like that support net of hooks, which uh, you gotta be careful, I man, that, that shit can strangle you. But at the time, you know, it holds you up. It makes you more of a person. So when you lose that, you feel that fucking, that crushing loneliness. 
But, um, you know, the person, the person that goes home at the end of the day to an empty apartment, that person is lonely or free, you know, just depending on the mindset. It's all in the fucking mindset. You can fucking, um, you can be uh, alone in the woods and be surrounded by your best fucking friends. Everything out there is a lot, man. They're just, they're just talking in a language you can't understand. Fucking, uh, we, we go through that through all kinds of episodes. There's stuff talking at you constantly. If you can only perceive 5% of the fucking visible universe, 90% of the other universe could be talking to you and you just don't even have the organs to perceive it. How fucking, how fucking short sighted is that, man? And then uh, you see that same stuff with people, too. They hit you with that. They tell you that uh, these complex societal things like gender and sex constructs, nah, that's that's fluid, man. But then something simple like people, people can't be dynamic. People are their mistakes. I don't buy into that, man. I don't think people are their mistakes. Fucking, uh, you just heard some mumble rap on the start of this when fucking Extension got tossed up after he died. Man. How do you think that makes somebody feel that uh, that has that kind of past? And I don't mean necessarily like, because uh, a lot of people have mixed associations with, um, I guess you would call it spousal abuse. I forget the proper term, but uh, basically men hitting women. There's a lot of mixed feelings on that. I come from a broken home myself, so I can't, I've seen both sides of it. I've seen women that have to live with it, and I've seen the men that do it. And, uh, I mean, you can't really judge somebody for staying in that situation. You kind of feel glad when they leave, but, uh, it all goes back to like we were saying, dude, like, uh, if that's your whole reality, you can't just throw that person out. Maybe part of the reality is getting the shit beat out of them. Who knows? And that ties back into, uh, all that talks, talk about toxic masculinity. Real big subject in the news this week is uh, that toxic masculinity. What exactly is toxic masculinity? Um, when you start examining it, you kind of have to examine what is masculinity in the traditional sense. Everything that is masculine is kind of villainized in the modern sense, but you can't get away from it. Even people that, uh, they really want men that are more in touch with their feminine side, or maybe even more in touch with their emotion, uh, deep down they will, you know, there's a part of them that wants that traditional man. They want that strength. They want somebody that can fix the fucking toilet. They can cook like a good, like, you gotta be able to cook a meal, but you gotta be able to, you know, fix stuff too, man. You gotta be able to bring home that bread. You gotta be able to do the traditional male roles. And then, uh, to see this tradition, to see the narrative where people tell you that, uh, masculinity is toxic. I mean, anything can be toxic if you get too much of it. So I'll, I'll be the first to admit that maybe there is too much masculinity in society, but I definitely think there's a time and there's a place for it. Maybe we need to remove it. I think that's kind of what society's doing anyway. It's, it's kicking them out. But uh, let's do it in a different fashion. Let's do it in one where we don't just exterminate the uh, the people that we don't understand. Let's give them a, a separate area. Let's give them an area and a time to explore those situations. They do that in fucking um, the Norwegian countries. Uh, I wish they would do that here for my little cousin. They let the kids that are rambunctious and want to go outside and can't sit still to study fucking go outside and run around. Be a fucking, be a wild animal for two hours and then when you're exhausted and you can't think of anything else, come inside and pay attention to this boring shit when it might stick on you. There's so many different approaches, dude. Like, we just burn stuff at the opposite ends. They should put more day, they should put more nursing centers in the middle of daycares surround preschools and daycares with uh, uh, nursing homes in the middle. You want to teach uh, a, you want to teach generation 
across generations and you want to preserve knowledge you want to have the people that aren't at work all day teaching your kids you don't want to have a fucking tv teaching them even if you don't have your grandparents teaching your kids if you had somebody else's grandparents teaching that's a diff- that's for them to learn more you know culture perspectives and more opportunities there's no good reason to not do it why is nobody doing it just another great idea man i like to think i'm full of them uh, there's definitely no job to come up with like creative uh, pun business names, but I believe if that was a job, that would be what I would apply for. I think I'd be fucking fantastic at that shit. Um, and it, it kind of comes to me sometimes. It comes and goes. Uh, you got a dog grooming business. Boom. Indiana Bones and the Temple of Groom. You got a fucking um, scissor and bitches. It just, I mean, it comes off the top of the head. <laughs> fucking. So I'm, I'm back on that baby jail for a moment too. Uh, I got zucked for 30 days. I finally figured out why everybody, if you've been on social media lately, maybe you've seen everybody typing in that uh, MXN or NXM and WXMEN at WXMXN for women and then uh, M, X, N for men. Fucking, it's insane fucking robot bullshit. I thought this was made up. I thought this was just like another millennial meltdown. Apparently, you have to type that way now. Otherwise, they just automatically ban you. Like, uh, I've done a, a couple different tests on Facebook. Uh, it started out posting like a me. Uh, if you've seen the Miyazaki documentary, there's a part where he notoriously says, like, anime was a mistake. I posted a line saying, uh, women were a mistake. That's an automatic 30 day ban. Uh, this last time it was, uh, I posted, oh god, it was some um, some absolute trash, and it ended up being something about fucking um, men are monsters and women are animals, and then I got banned for it. I fucking tried to appeal it. I told him, uh, I don't see how this could be sexist. This is you're clearly attacking both sexes at the same time, and uh, you know, ruling upheld. It's clearly just a fucking robot, but I guess to beat a robot, you have to act like a fucking robot. That's some cyberpunk shit, man, if I ever heard of it. And that reminds me of that uh, that Facebook artificial intelligence robot they had to shit down when they started talking to each other. <laughs> that was one of their own experiments. They started uh, using, replacing uh, letters for numeric values. So it's talking in a language that not only like, like no humans ever thought in a language like that. It's thinking in a way that not only can you not comprehend, you'll never be able to translate it and then it'll once they figured it out they did the right thing and shut it off but uh it's fucking funny i feel like we're teeing her on the edge every day with that or maybe maybe we're already in the matrix maybe nobody pays attention because it's just you know fucking ads on your phone but man it messes with my head sometimes especially if you're getting your oil changed or just anywhere with a waiting room you're watching shitty cable with ads you see an ad come on for like a water heater because you said you needed a water heater replaced on your phone. Your phone, heard, your phone heard you think about that you needed your water heater replaced two weeks ago. So now you've been seeing ads for it all day. And now you're in this waiting room waiting to get your tire changed. Can this other fucker see the, the same ad? Is he being pitched the same water heater? Or does he see something about shoes for his bad back? It's insane. <laughs> the phone's always listening. I don't even think it's listening now. Sometimes uh, it seems like it's following your eye movements. It knows uh, it knows what you thought about, and it's going to help you get a deal on it. That's the good part, at least. I mean, it's all fucking capitalism. It's all going to save you in the end. Capitalism may get a lot of bullshit, but, uh, I mean, it's a system that was created for winners. Maybe that was a time when we wanted to be winners, and now we're more focused on who's the loser than trying to be winners ourselves. 
But, uh, man, thank you for listening to this bullshit, especially if you made it this far. You have no idea how hard it was to talk about myself for 30 minutes. I haven't tried to record it with my camera. I mean, I got a new video card. I'm trying to get that set up possibly next week when we can get a guest back in here. Um, I really appreciate it. You individually, if you listen to it, you're a special motherfucker and you have a place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But let's take it out with... Um, Let's take it out with how we started. Let's do it with some Suicide Boys. Oh, you